What's up everybody and welcome to the Luke Cartman Show. You can support this show by buying some merch. Currently I have a limited number of first wave uh, t-shirts that you can get now in sizes medium and large, um, in colours black or white. And you can get different colours for the logos as well. You can get them in red, gold or blue. So uh, DM me if you're interested in any of that stuff. Uh, you can show your support to this show and get a cool piece of merch as well because it's a limited number, uh, almost limited edition sort of. So it's like a lot of collector's item for you. Um, and also uh, I got stickers available in gold, silver, blue, red, green and black. Uh, if you're interested in those two, just DM me on social media. Um, you can put them on your phone, maybe a laptop, maybe you want to decorate a table. Maybe you want to decorate someone's car that you don't like and for you know what, I'll just promote Luke's podcast while I do this. Um, hey, you can use them for anything really, it's just another cool collector's item uh, to have for this show and also a way to show your support. Um, I'm excited to be back here, hope everyone's doing well on this Friday. Uh, maybe you're in work, maybe you're at the gym, maybe you've just been kicked out of your house. You know, maybe you've been evicted or some shit like that. Maybe you're stressed out because you've got bills to pay, but we ain't even going to think about that shit for the next hour. You know, I'm just going to listen to this podcast. Maybe you'll giggle a bit. Maybe you'll learn something. Maybe you won't learn anything at all and you'll just get angry about something, you know? Um, oh, man. Episode 49. That's crazy. Next week's going to be my 50th episode. And I'm. Uh, there's going to be some special stuff. Uh, for episode 50. Um, I'm even working on that right now. Uh, kind of what I'm going to do in that episode, what's going to be different about it and what's going to be new about it. So I'm really excited for that one. I've already got uh, the artwork locked and loaded, ready for that one. So I'm uh, really excited for that. Um, things that have been going on in my world recently. Um, if you've been listening for a while now, you'll know that when the COVID first occurred and things were shutting down you know bab shops were shutting down there was a lot of uh shaved heads going about you know or there was also some people who were growing it out but i was at a point where i was like do you know what the barbers ain't open my hair was long already it was in desperate need of a trim and i thought do you know what i'm just gonna shave it all off and so I just did it. I thought, fuck it. And I loved it. As soon as I shaved it, it, just, it feels good when you go to sleep at night. It just feels nice. And uh, it makes you look a bit different too. I definitely looked at like meaner. Like, I don't know. It was just crazy. And I did for months. Just shave my head, you know, every couple of days. I'd have to freshen up. You know, going over with a fucking a razor. You know, putting shaving foam on my head and just razoring it down like that was really good i never cut myself or anything like that i had it down to a science and uh time went on and i thought you know what let me just grow it out a bit and uh see if i like it because i wanted to grow it out for one last time to see uh if i liked it or not i thought right i've had this shaved there for a while and i really like it 
you know, I haven't got to worry about doing my hair and shit like that. So I thought uh, I was going to keep it. But then I thought, right, I'm going to grow it out, um, get my hair cut, like a skin fade like I usually have, and see if I like it. If not, I'll just shave my head again and that'll be it for the rest of my life. And grew my hair out. You know, I was wearing hats for a while to cover it up. Um, I also just liked wearing hats, so it was that too, like. And uh, grew it all back out. And then yesterday, um, I was going to look for um, some equipment. I was going to look for a mic stand and a microphone, you know, for eventually if I start a stand-up comedy show, I'll have a mic and a mic stand ready. And also I can just practice at home, you know, my set, so to speak, like. And I went to this place and they didn't have there. So I was like, fuck's sake. So I was pissed about that. And I was just walking around and I thought, you know what? I didn't go get my hair cut. So I went into one of my favorite barber shops. Um, got in there straight away. There was no bucket or anything like that. And I said, right, fuck it. I'll have a medium skin fade, a little trim at the top, fade the beard, you know, eyebrow slit, line up the side. And it done it. And I got to be honest, um, I like it. And I think I'm going to keep my hair. I'm just going to keep it until it starts falling out, you know, and it's really, really fucking bad. Then I'll shave it off, you know, maybe when I'm an old man or something. But um, it was weird, you know. Look, I looked at myself in the barbershop mirrors in front of you and I was just like, I looked completely fucking different, like almost unrecognizable. But I kind of remember that that's how I used to look, if that makes sense. And, uh, it was just weird. I didn't think it was going to be much of a big deal, uh, but it was, you know, I loved having the shaved head, you know, the buzz cut plus when I would just shave it all bald, I loved it. But uh, I don't know, I'm digging this look as well. You know, you've got to switch it up from time to time. And um, I got like a fade, my beard faded too. Um, and I never have it this short. And I got to kind of like it too. It makes me look a bit younger. Do you know what I mean, I actually look, my age now, I look 26, whereas when I had it shaved all off, my beard was like uncontrollable. It looked like I was pushing 40, you know, just kicking 40's door down. Well, I don't want to be doing that, you know? Um, and yeah, I just, I'm glad I did it. Um, even though now it's going to be the politics of fucking, you know, doing my hair, like putting shit in it and all this type of jazz, but fuck it. I've got my hair back and I'm happy about it. <laughs> It was a crazy thing where, like, a lot of people were shaving their heads. Uh, I think it is good to do at least once in your life as a guy. Like, that was my second time doing it, but, you know, you experience true freedom when you've just shaved it off and you're like, I don't give a fuck, you know, because that's a lot of the reasons why people do it. They don't want to have to deal with it no more. So, like, why? Let me just shave it all the fuck off. And, uh, yeah, so that all came from me going to get uh, some equipment, you know. I wanted the mic and the mic stand. Uh, I was also just looking to price up some podcast microphones too, um, some mixers and just equipment uh, that I can use, you know, because I'm getting to the point now where, you know, I need a bigger table. I need more equipment. I need to build myself a studio essentially. And... It's more challenging with me having a one-bedroom flat. Um, and it really makes me want to, you know, get a bigger home. You know, a two-bedroom flat would be perfect. You know, I could have my living room, my bedroom, and then have a studio. 
uh, instead of trying to mix it one now because my option in this home would be you know basically take my bed out and everything out of my bedroom put it all into my living room so it's kind of a living room plus bedroom and then turn my bedroom into a studio but I don't know I don't think this is the right place to do it like in terms of building a studio like I can make the most out of what I have and definitely get all my equipment stuff like that but I really need a, a new home maybe even a house I might get like who knows what's gonna happen you know my next place after this could be a house you know or it could be a two-bedroom flat who knows what the future holds but I'm really uh you know designing what uh the studio could look like like I've already got like a rough idea in terms of table setup and chairs and you know laptops and all the equipment plus like obviously all like the canvas pictures on the walls but I'll have like fucking like a plant part like a Buddha statue kind of like the stuff I've got on this little table here just like all like random collectibles and knickknacks just to kind of bring the studio to life in a way and uh so yeah really uh looking forward to making that a reality and getting that up and running for and for everyone to see it as well you know uh, all these episodes have been strictly audio and putting it on film is going to be something completely different uh you're really going to get uh experience it a bit more instead of just listening and kind of you know having the pictures painted for you so to speak for what i'm talking about but you'll actually get to see it and uh and that's going to be great when i have guests over and stuff like that and all the different characters I'm going to be doing and challenges and games and all these different things. I just feel like bringing it to a visual medium. It's just going to be a, it's just a huge step up. And I talk about it a lot, but uh, I just get really excited about it and uh, thinking about it. Oh, it's just a uh, really exciting shit, man. Um, what's been going on as well. I've uh, been watching some really uh, fascinating shit on Netflix. You know, Netflix is the best uh, platform for you know films documentaries and series that is you know I've never really fucked with like Amazon or Now TV and all that shit you know Netflix is the best and I was scrolling through it you know I've still got a bunch of shit on my list that I haven't got to yet but I thought do you want to let me check out some documentaries you know I don't mind a documentary or two and uh, I come across this one called uh, have a good trip adventures in psychedelics and it was phenomenal like the way that it was produced you know and just the whole the way it was constructed I thought was brilliant you know a bunch of celebrities you know like actors musicians and comedians are sharing their experiences uh, through taking LSD uh, mushrooms, peyote, DMT, like an acid, all of these different psychedelics. And you've got people like ASAP Rocky, uh, Sarah Silverman, Sting, uh, Reggie Watts, and all these different people. And as they're telling their stories, it's all animated. Like it's kind of reenacted in an animated setting. And it's just fucking phenomenal. Like it kind of feels like you're on some shit while you're watching it, so to speak. Uh, it was great. Um, it was even going through like the propaganda that was against LSD and these different drugs like the 60s you know and like the government's attempt to bring them down and like attaching bad stigmas to them telling them that people are jumping out of fucking buildings and shit like that and it was nuts 
Um, and also to hear uh, these personal experiences that people are having. Because in one, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. Like there was, they were talking about good trips and bad trips they had. But also about a quite prolific shit. Like talking about how it removes the ego and everything kind of comes alive. And you come face to face with your own mortality and stuff like that. And, um, and about like uh, how we kind of see us in the world as something that's separate. And they were talking about, but like when you take LSD, it's like you realize that it, you're actually in sync with each other. You're part of each other. You know, there's no, there's no separation there. And that seems to be a common theme when I hear people talk about these different psychedelics and their experiences is it kind of peels the curtain back and you kind of get to see it for what it really is. And, you know, you kind of come out of it a better person in a way, with more understanding. I wouldn't say a better person, but more understanding and perspective on the world. And I, I got to tell you, it makes me want to do psychedelics. Um, that's definitely on my list before I die. I might even just decide, right, bef the moment before I go out, I'll take fucking LSD and just on mushrooms and, you know, go out like that. Like, it just seems so interesting. And, you know, I'm clean from everything. And, you know, I'll never drink again, probably never smoke weed again. Uh, like, I'm just kind of not interested in that stuff. But psychedelics... Uh, it does pique my interest. Um, I think it would be a shame to go my whole life without experiencing one of those and seeing what it's like. And listen, I'm not telling people to go out and take that shit because there's also dangers of it. 100% there is. And I think anyone who has taken these things will tell you that, that there can be dangers. Like there are good trips and bad trips. Uh, and there's no guarantee there's going to be a great one. Um, but I don't know. I want to just give it a try once and see what the fuck happens. You know what I mean? And I'd be interested to see how it would help me uh, creatively if it would add anything to that. Um, I don't know if people try writing when they're on shit like that. I don't know. Maybe Hunter S. Thompson, I think, used to do shit like that. But he was on, like, he had the whole menu of shit that he was taking from the day, like, fucking like certain amount of drinks at uh, one time and then you know 15 minutes later he's doing bumps of coke and then 15 minutes later he's having you know the fucking tranquilizer or whatever the fuck it is he was doing like and you know he's one of the best writers of all time you know so i don't know it's something to look into uh, i'm definitely not just gonna write it off um another uh oh yeah if anyone wants to go and check that out it's called have a good trip Adventures in Psychedelics and it's on Netflix hour and a half documentary and trust me you won't be disappointed um, another documentary I watched uh, which was fucking phenomenal was called uh, United Nation uh, Three Decades of Drum and Bass and this documentary basically it shows the origins of drum and bass music and jungle and like the rave culture and there was these events prom by Terry Stone uh, who's been like movies and shit like that and they were called One Nation uh, they were like these underground illegal raves you know they would do it like they would find like an empty warehouse 
and it would be like 30,000 people all crammed into this warehouse just raving, you know, off their tits on fucking ecstasy, coke and whatever the fuck else. You know, they even had fields. There'd just be like thousands and thousands of them showing up at these fields. You know, the farm would be waking up at like nine o'clock in the morning, like, what the fuck? And I don't mean like... And uh, the police were shutting down these raves. You know, they were illegal. Like, they were talking about how, you know, they were like secret locations and times like no one knew where they were going to be, but they had to be by phone boxes at like certain times. So let's say nine o'clock, right? People got to be by this phone box to find out where the location is and what time it's going to start. And it literally be about 50 people outside of a phone box, you know, waiting to find out where it's going to be. And, you know, then when they find out, they all jump in their cars and then driving down the motorway to go to this rave like, and it looked you know, phenomenal those times. This was like late 80s, early 90s and stuff like that. And there's interviews from, you know, the MCs like Skibbity and all these guys who were doing it back in the day and the producers, you know, DJs. Andy C was there, Nicky Black Market and just like the who's who uh, in the drum and bass world was there speaking on this time in drum and bass and kind of where it is now and how it's become into the mainstream from being an underground music, you know, an underground culture, you know, rave culture was, especially back then, it was kind of taboo, uh, especially in the drum and bass world. Like, there was like a couple of producers there saying, like, they wouldn't tell people they were drum and bass producers. They had like, like oh, I just do house music. Like, it was kind of a taboo thing to talk about because it was such like underground culture, you know? And, um, you know, I've been to a few drum and bass raves, you know, especially in like my early 20s. I'll go to one called Bedlam quite a lot. You know, there's always like wicked DJs there, like Andy C's been there, Sub Focus, all these different producers and DJs. And the raves are phenomenal. They really were. Um, they got a little crazy sometimes, but that's just what it is. It's, you know, in Cardiff, they're like fucking you know, midlife, people are flying their tits off, you know, there's going to be some crazy shit happening, you know, fucking people are falling over, people are puking on each other, there's fights, people are getting thrown out, you know, I remember one time the fire alarm got set off and all the music shut off and everything was just like, everything just stopped and people were fucking fuming, like, I thought there was like a riot was about to start happening and then the music finally come back and everything was okay, but like, it was a, they were great uh, experiences. I kind of just stopped going uh, as I was older. I just kind of, it didn't do it for me anymore. It was kind of almost like I couldn't keep up with it, you know? And I wasn't going to them every week. You know, but I go maybe a couple of times a year. Uh, when was the last time I went to one? I don't think it was a bedlam. Uh, I went to one, I was seeing this girl from Caffili uh, for a while. And she like raves and shit like that. And so did I. And, it was like, fuck it, do you know what? We found out like the day after there was one uh, going on not too far from me. So like, fuck it, let's just go. And that was weird, you know, going to a rave with a chick that I'm seeing. I just, because like when I go with the boys and I, it's, it's something different. You know, like you're fucking raving and shit, you're drinking, whatever. And I, I don't know, but when I was with this girl, I just kind of just felt like, what the fuck am I doing? I was just kind of, I just, I don't know. I felt completely out of fucking place, but it was, it was good. It was just, I don't know. I'm so far removed. 
uh, from that stuff now it's kind of weird for me to even talk about it uh, but anyway this uh, documentary United Nation uh, was phenomenal if you're a drum bass fan jungle fan or if you're just a music fan uh, I suggest checking it out it's called the United Nations Three Decades of Drum and Bass uh, on Netflix right now um, I'm going to get into one of my fucking favourite segments I do on this show uh, one of your favourites, your friends' favourites, your family's favourite, your neighbour's favourite, your next wife's favourite, um, your current girlfriend's favourite. Uh, without further ado, let's get into questions from the internet. Da 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 these days, I only fuck with uh, dark chocolate, you know, because I read a line somewhere that it's like a brain food. That uh, not that it makes you smart or anything like that, but apparently it is kind of healthy for you in moderation. Now, if you're just eating fucking, you know, twenty seven bars of chocolate a day, you're a fat fucking. You should probably stop, you know, and that's not going to be healthy for you. Uh, but that's probably the only chocolate that I fuck with these days. It's just dark chocolate. I don't really, I don't really. Uh, yeah, I don't really fuck with it these days. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I like chocolate. Uh, dark chocolate. Uh, and that's about it. Chocolate flavoured coffee I've had before. That's quite nice. I've had a coffee chocolate flavoured vape before. Um, so yeah, weird question. <laughs> question number two. Have you ever seen a therapist? Um, no. I've never seen a therapist... Um, I've seen a doctor before. Um, when I was a teenager in high school, I was in anger management. But an actual therapist to like, you know, lay on a sofa and cry to and tell them about your problems and shit. No, I've never seen a therapist, even though, I don't know, I would give it a try to see what it's all about. Like, um, I hear about it a lot in like LA and Hollywood and you know, people who are in the entertainment business, like, they all have therapists, but they don't treat it as something, they don't treat it as, like, a weird thing. It's just, like, they treat it almost as if, like, oh, I'm going to the gym. It's like, the gym is where people go to work on their physical health, and therapy is where people go to work on their mental health, and it's, uh, it seems really beneficial. Like, it seems like people learn a lot from therapy. Now, obviously, depending on what you're going into it for, but, you know, I don't, uh, I don't think it seems like a bad idea. Uh, I def, I would definitely try therapy. Um, and now I don't know if I just want to show up and then cry for 10 minutes and then leave and then, you know, pay someone 200 pounds, you know? Um, I guess it's, uh, like a place for someone to listen and, you know, hopefully they're actually professional and know what they're talking about and could give you tools to overcome whatever it is you're trying to fix or something like that. Um, yeah, I think it's a good thing, therapy. Um, I, su I support it, you know? I might even go one day. And if I do, I'll uh, come and talk about my experience in therapy on this podcast. Um, next question. Name three things in nature you find most beautiful. So these fucking poetic questions. Um, first is, do I like chocolate? Then it's like therapy. Now it's like, tell me about things you like in, na in nature. <laughs> right, name three things in nature I find most beautiful. Um, probably the ocean. 
just because it looks cool the way it like waves and stuff um um i don't know like mountains and stuff like that they look kind of cool um what else i don't know it's kind of a strange question name three things in this i find most beautiful I would just say the ocean, like mountains and just scenery, you know, I don't know. Fuck this question. <laughs> Next question. Which was the scariest moment of your life? Oh, fucking hell. It's been some pretty scary moments in my life. Um, you know, which was the scariest moment of my life? Um, I was convinced that a girl I was seeing one time was probably going to stab me uh, in my sleep or something like that. She was a bit crazy. You know, I had the crazy. I thought, yeah, like I'm probably going to die in this relationship, you know. Um, it was scary moments. Getting hit by a car uh, when I was a teenager was pretty fucking scary. Um, yeah, for like a split second, I thought, I don't know. It just kind of all happened so fast. They're like, fucking hell. I'd like, like I could have just died then. That was quite scary. Um, I don't know, just being in like drunken holes, you know, where my brain's just doing overtime and I'm just kind of losing my fucking mind. Um, they can get pretty scary. Um, another reason why I stopped drinking. Um, there's been a lot of scary moments. Were the scariest? I don't really know. Probably getting hit by a car. I was uh, pretty fucked up, but I survived it. You know, so thank God uh, I didn't because there would be no Luke Hartman show if I didn't decide to get up and just walk away like nothing happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's been a couple of scary moments. I might come back to this uh, at some point. That's uh, a good question. Uh, next question. How do you show you care during sex? Oh, a woman definitely wrote this question. Um, how do I show I care? I guess by doing a good job, you know? Yeah, doing my job. Um, how do you show you care? Like, what do you want me to do? Like, do you want me to write you a poem in the middle of it? Like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. How do I show I care? Yeah, just putting in 110%, doing my job, making sure everyone is pleased, making sure I had a good time. You know, getting the fuck out of there. This, how do I show I care? Like, yeah, a woman definitely wrote that. It's like, you know what I mean? Do I have to like look you passionately in the eyes and tell you you're beautiful and all this creepy fucking shit? That's not how life works. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that's how I show I care. I just uh, give it my all. Uh, next question. What do you prefer? Eating salsa or dancing it? Um, salsa, that's, that's like a Spanish type of dance, isn't it? Now, I've, I've spoke about uh, Spanish dances here before. I don't know if salsa was one of them. I think I spoke about like the tango or some shit like that. It's just ones where it's kind of like, there's a lot of like hip movement and kind of like pointing and stuff like that. Uh, I've never danced salsa. Um, I would take a salsa class one time to see what it's like. You know, you've got to try new shit in your life. Um... I do like eating salsa, you know, I'll dip some fucking Doritos in some salsa, you know, I have it in wraps, you know, chicken and salsa or whatever the fuck, 
Um, so honestly, as of now, you know, because I'm not in my dance uniform doing the salsa and pointing at people, I have to say I prefer eating it, you know, because I've never danced it before. Um, yeah, so I definitely prefer eating salsa. Uh, next question. Have you had any difficult issues in your past? Um, yeah, 100%. I've had a lot of fucking issues in my past. And it's still issues these days, uh, just not as bad. Um, yeah, there was a lot of difficult issues. Let me try and think of some. Um, obviously, I spoke about before, um, and a difficult issue for me to deal with in the past was uh, my biological father leaving before I was born and, you know, never even meeting each other or speaking or anything like that until I was 16. Uh, growing up, that was quite difficult. Um, I was bitter about it. You know, I just kind of held a resentment and like a hate in my heart and it just kind of didn't elevate me, didn't push me forward, if anything, it just kind of held me back. Um, and I overcame it, lucky enough. Um, that was a difficult issue. Uh, I struggled with depression for years and years. Um, there were some really, really difficult moments uh, at that time. Like, I'm probably lucky to be here, to be honest with you. Um, I, I'm like a cat, and I'm on like, my fourth life. Um, so yeah, there's been some difficult issues. You know, family stuff, dealing with like family illnesses, um, just stuff in life, you know, bills. You know, the difficulties that I think a lot of people go through. Um, so yeah, fucking hell. I've, I've, uh, I could probably write a book on my issues, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, lucky enough, I've come out of the other side on a, a lot of them. Um, next question. How many rats would it take to overwhelm and kill you in a fight? Oh, fucking hell. Well, what type of rats are we talking? Um, are we talking like Master Splinter? Because I reckon maybe two of those could probably take me out. But if we're just talking like a regular rat, uh, but the thing is, though, I don't know if I've ever seen a rat up front. I gotta be honest, I've only ever seen them on TV. Like, you see those ones in a fucking moseying around in New York. Like, they're like, they look like they're juicing, like they're just on fucking steroids. Uh, rats terrify the fuck out of me. Um, but let's just say if we're just talking like a beg, a, a regular, um, a regular size rat. Like maybe like a mouse size. How many of those would it take to overwhelm me and kill me in a fight? Um, well, if I had no option of like jumping on something so they couldn't get me, I don't know if they can climb. Um, how many would it take to overwhelm and kill me? I reckon uh, between 50 and 100. I think would it, it would take to overwhelm me. But the thing is, though, I'm hard to kill. You know what I mean? I'm like Steven Seagal. I don't know if that was the name of one of his movies, but, you know, a car couldn't kill me, you know. So what the fuck is a little rat going to do? You know, even though if there's multiple of them, um, I mean, if I'm sitting down on my punches and I'm like, you ain't killing me today. I've got an episode of my show to record. You know, I've got things to do. I've, I, I would, uh, I think I could get through a lot. I could survive it. It just depends on like, what I had to do that day, I think. If I didn't have much going on that day, I feel like it would be easy for a couple of rats to just, like, take me out. But uh, if I had things to do and I really needed to do them, um, like, just not today, motherfuckers, yeah. The, the hands are going to be full, I'll just say that. Um, next question. Have you ever taken Viagra? 
Yeah, I've taken Viagra before. Um, it's fun. Uh, I've taken it when I'm drunk. Uh, when I used to drink quite a lot because let me tell you something. I don't know if women know this or they just don't want to believe that it's real. But like when guys drink a lot, especially like spirits or something like that, whiskey especially, um, and you're trying to hook up with them and they can't get it up, you know, it ain't happening. Like I was like that. Like if I'm smashed, you know, I've been drinking loads, there's no chances of me getting it up. You know, so those little blue pills of happiness, they fucking, they're problem solvers. You know, they're lifesavers in situations like that. Um, yeah, I've taken it a couple of times. Um, I would say I got a headache off them, but it kind of, I do feel like the blood kind of rushing from my head a little bit. And I kind of feel like I'm spinning out sometimes when I would take them. But that's mixed in with the booze too, like. But, um, you know, fuck having to just like, ha having to actually take them like day to day, man. Like for, for a man, like, and only men will understand. Like I couldn't think of anything worse. Like, that's like, it's our pride. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I support Viagra. Um, it'd be cool if I get like a Viagra sponsor uh, for this show. I know there's some, um, uh, they do a couple of other podcasts I listen to, like Blue Chew and shit like that. So it'd be cool if I get a Viagra sponsor. If anyone out there who's listened to this has a Viagra company or knows somebody or knows somebody, let me know, man. Let's see if we can get them as a sponsor on the show. And who knows, that might be a part of merch that I bring out on the show. My own fucking dick pills, you know what I mean? So stay tuned for that. Um, next question. If you were murdered, who would be the most likely suspect? Uh, if I answered this question before, this one sounds familiar. Um, if I was murdered, who would be the most likely suspect? Probably, it's probably one of my ex-girlfriends. Um, I would say maybe ones that we just don't get along and and uh, maybe they still just don't like me for whatever fucking reason uh, and it would take my life if given the chance um, other than I don't really have enemies to be honest with you so it would have to be an ex-girlfriend to be honest just to like just take me out <sighs> which I gotta be honest that's probably like a really really bad way to go one of the worst ways to go you, know, you just get off by one of your fucking axes, you know what I mean? For whatever reason, maybe you were drunk one time and you didn't have no Viagra and you couldn't get it up and she never forgave you for that. So, yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> and the final question from the internet for today's episode is, is eating out a stripper at a bachelor party something to brag about or is it just disgusting? Um, That's disgusting. Eating out a stripper? Like, are you fucking serious? Um, I didn't even know that was on the menu for strippers. I thought that was a complete different profession altogether uh, for that even to be a thing. Um, I mean, you, you like, if you're the guy who's eating out a stripper at a bachelor party, I mean, I mean, how can you not be aware of the risk that you're fucking taking? I mean, you get fucking COVID, chlamydia, and everything in your mouth. You know what I mean? That's that's one of the fastest ways to fucking spread COVID. You know, you're eating out a stripper at a bachelor party. What the fuck, man? Um, it definitely ain't nothing to brag about. Uh, I think no matter how hot she is, uh, it's still stripper. And you know, when you did that, 
you know, you went for it. And like, listen, you went for it, and we all applaud the effort. But I mean, come on, guy. You know, if you're going to do it, just don't do it at a party. You know, maybe go down to your local strip club, you know, and then do whatever you got to do there. But it, it is disgusting. I mean, you don't know, like... And it's the same goes for her. She don't know where that guy's been. I mean, if that guy is just going to eat out a stripper at a bachelor party, you know, she's also taking a risk, you know. But for her to take that risk and not give a fuck, lets me know that, you know, she probably got something. I hate to tell you. And she's just looking the fucking hot potato it onto you, you know. So, yeah, definitely nothing to brag about. And it is disgusting. And that was <laughs> questions from the internet. da 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 da, -da, -da. Da -da 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 -da. Oh man, um, before I forget, um, if anyone wants to send in some questions, uh, maybe it can be just life questions, relationship questions, I don't know, probably not medical advice because I'm not a qualified doctor, or just maybe some topics that you want to hear on the show, or just anything like that, you can DM me on social media, at Luke Cortman. Uh, that's C-O-U-R-T-M-A-N. Just DM me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And uh, I can answer some of your questions or whatever it is um, on the show. Maybe you even want to promote something. Um, I want to get the fans involved uh, with this podcast uh, a bit more. You know, so if you've got any questions, whatever the fuck it is, I'll try to answer them to the best of my ability, even though I'm just a dumb fuck. You know, I'll, uh, I'll give you my two cents, you know, so... If you're interested in doing that, go and uh, DM me on social media. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you all. Um, there's a couple of movies I've got queued up in my list that I really want to get into. One is called Watchmen. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, pardon me. Excuse me, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, as I was saying, I've got a movie queued up in my list called Watchmen. And it's I think it's uh, supposed to be like a graphic novel type of comic book movie but but not goofy apparently um i've seen the trailer of it before it looks quite good uh so i'm gonna be getting into that i'll probably be talking about that on an upcoming episode um and another one is called deadpool um i've seen it loads of times the first and the second one and I, it's one of my favorite movies like it's hilarious They're, that's the type of shit that i like where it ain't too over the top serious it's goofy as fuck and uh it, like yeah, it's one of my favourite lines um, in that movie when he's like at the bar and he's starting talking to this girl and he's saying, uh, what's a place like you doing a girl like this? And I don't know why, I just love that fucking line. I think I even talked about that on one of the early episodes of this show. Um, I love that movie, Deadpool. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be a number three. Um, I don't know if anything's been announced uh, about that, uh, but I'm assuming like the first two done so well you know, they gotta make a fucking third one. You know, there was a game of it out. Deadpool was the shit. When it first come out and first hit, you know, Deadpool was the business. So I'm gonna be uh, re-watching that movie. Uh, I love that shit. Um, to close out this episode, I'm gonna get into another one of the widely popular segments on this show. One of my favorites. One of your favorites, everybody's fucking favorite. It is random riffs, random riffs, da 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 da, random riffs, da 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 da. Let's go for a random. And if you don't know what random riffs is, is your first time listening. I basically got topics, maybe some questions, um, on a piece of paper, fold them up, stick them in a bowl, 
swirl them around, pick them out at random, and I just improvise on all of it. You know, so it can anything can happen. So without further ado, let's go for the first random riff. Swirl around. Bull riding. Fucking bull riding. Um now we talking actual bull riding or mechanical bull riding. Because you know, everyone's seen those videos online of mechanical bull riding, where there's always like a fat white woman who's like taped up to a mechanical bull, and you know, she gets fucking slung in the air and loses three stone in the process. You know what I mean? I don't know why it's always like fat chicks who wanna go on the mechanical bull. Like, you know, that's a ballsy shit that is, but um yeah, it's dangerous as fuck. Like people break their backs on that shit. You know, it is like proper white trash activities, uh, bull riding. You know, I never see black people doing bull riding. You know, and that's not a racist thing. That's just black people don't play that shit. They're not stupid enough to go and do something like that. But you know, white people, we just uh, we take chances and we do dumb shit. You know what I mean? Um, regular bull riding, now that's crazy. Uh, you're risking getting a fucking a horn puncturing your ass cheek. You know, just a ball stamping all over you. No, it's uh, that's tricky as fuck. Um, even what are those things called? Uh, where they hold like the red flag matadors. Like you see people in Spain, they're just like, you know, they're dressed up in almost like a salsa dancing uniform. You know, and they just got like a red flag next to them. And they're just like, like, instigating the fucking ball basically. And like you see some like actual professional at it and never get hit, but it's like. I mean, even the practice of that, that must, like, that must be terrifying. Just having a full blow. And how stupid the balls to keep... Are they just playing along? You know, are they actually that dumb? They all just, like, run through it and not attack the person, even though they really fucking want to. You know, I don't really know what's going on there, you know? So, um, yeah, bull riding, I've never done it before. Um, I've never wanted to really put on cowboy boots and jump on a bull, mechanical or not. Um, but I'll watch it. I watch someone fuck themselves up on a ball. You know? It's hilarious. Um, and that's the first random riff. Let's go for another one. Random riffs is fucking random riffs. What's this one? Fat shaming. Um, this is interesting, given I was just talking about fat people falling off mechanical balls. Um, I think fat shaming, um, and people might disagree with this, and might think it's controversial, but I think... It can be a positive thing. Um, if I just completely let my let myself go and become fat, um, a friend coming up to me and going, what the fuck, Luke? Like, what the fuck happened to you? You need to lose weight. I would appreciate that. You know, it's when someone tells you that and you do nothing on it, then that's when you take offense to it. You know what I mean? Like, that's where it's kind of... But like, I don't know, I don't like this world where we have to kind of celebrate fat people and treat them as if it's healthy because it's not. Like, there is compassion there, but like when people fat shame, like, well, I can't speak for everyone, but for me, like if I was gonna fat shame someone, it would, it would be coming from a place of trying to make them healthy. You know what I mean? Like, you can't tell me that that's healthy to be fucking obese and overweight. Like, yeah, you might feel happy about it. A lot of people do. They feel comfort in that shit. But it ain't healthy. 
And you know, if, but at the end, at the same time, it's like if you want to get heart disease and fucking never be able to walk upstairs, then that is your choice. But you know, I don't think um, like for someone who's like fat shame, it's like what the fuck are you doing? Like you gotta lose a fucking couple of lbs. Like that doesn't make that person a dick. Uh, they're trying to help you. Um, so and we've seen that. Like there's been like the uh, sober October that they do on the Joe Rogan podcast with Bear Kreischer. Uh, Tom Segura, Ari Shafir, and Joe Rogan. You know, that kind of started from uh, Tom and Bert fat shaming each other. And they both lost a lot of weight and are healthy as fuck. And, like, that's a positive thing. But I don't know, for some reason, like, you, you can't say boo to a goose these days. You know, everyone fucking complains and cries and I'm offended. And it's like, fuck off, man. Like, it's, it's just ridiculous. And I know I'm going off a bit of a tangent here, but I support positive fat shaming I think it's can be helpful you know so that's what I gotta say about fat shaming um and this is also coming from a really skinny guy so take take that with what you will um next question random riffs is fucking random riffs music festivals oh man outdoor music festivals uh they look phenomenal like uh Tomorrowland is one that looks really good it's like a um house music, EDM type of festival. You know, you see Steve Ioki goes there, plays his music, and he usually has like a massive, massive like birthday cake almost. And he throws it at someone in the in the rave in the crowd. You know, like that's crazy. There's usually someone like everyone's holding up someone on a wheelchair. Like there's a guy crowd surfing in a wheelchair. They usually got like some inflatable balloons maybe like an inflatable animal, you know, people got their flags, people got face paint on, you know, dancing in the mud, you know, there's fucking drugs, there's all, all sorts of fuckery going on, and they look fun as fuck, I've never really been to a big outdoor music festival like that, like, when like Tomorrowland, people come from all over the world, you know, they get fucking plane tickets and accommodation, and they stay at like, this fucking weekend rave, um, it looks great. Um, what else about music festivals? I bet, like, in those moments when it's, like, surrounded by thousands and thousands of people just out in the middle of fucking nowhere, you know, with, like, all these crazy lights and fire, pyrotechnics and music, you probably feel, like, a crazy connection to the world, you know? Especially if you're on some fucking ecstasy or something like that. It's probably almost like an out-of-body experience. You know, fucking so weird that, like, before... You know, the pandemic and stuff like that. Like, how, you know, there was like, let's say 30 or 50,000 people in a field together raving their fucking tits off. And no one got sick then. You know, and it's kind of removed from that. It kind of seems like a memory now almost, like those big festivals like that. But, you know, I probably, but like, would I go to one? No, I go to comedy festivals. Uh, but music festivals, gotta be honest, my days are numbered with that. My days are over, I mean. Um, but yeah, I support music festivals. <laughs> I'm, I'm tripping out off coffee a minute. Um, I've had three Kenkel full body intense roasts. And I've got heart palpitations a little bit, so bear with me. <laughs> Next random riff. Random riffs is fucking random riffs. What's this one? Wine. Um, wine is... Wine is what Italian mafia mobsters drink. 
you know they make it look sophisticated uh, people drink wine with a meal you know white wine is fucking disgusting uh, red wine's nice you know what I mean some vino um, what else about uh, women love wine they kind of took over the wine market the same way they've taken over the gin market now like I remember gin used to be like a proper just like an alcoholic drink and now women are just taking that shit over it's wine and gin you know what I mean whatever mixtures they have with their wine and then it's like pink gin uh, seems to be the thing like a funky glass with like a weird straw to save the turtles and an umbrella and stuff and it's uh but wine, I've drank wine in the past. Uh, I like, I liked it. But the thing is, um, I didn't actually drink it like it's wine. Like I wasn't sipping it, and enjoying it. Like I would drink like a whole bottle of it in about two hours, you know, and I'd be fucked. But kind of like a happy, giggly type of light on my feet type of uh, drunk, which uh, it was an enjoyable drunk. Um, I've drunk wine with like uh, girls that I've been with before, kind of. You know, didn't really want to do it, but I was like, ah, fuck it, why not? Um, I've broken wine glasses by mistake. Um, have I ever had one thrown at me? Um, I'm sure I've had a wine glass thrown at me before. Um, so yeah, I like wine. What the fuck? Um, let's go for another random riff. Random riffs is fucking random riffs. Supermarkets. Ah, oh, supermarkets. A lot of shit goes down in the fucking frozen food section, man. Um, what about supermarkets? Um, fucking, that's quite a tough one. Um, you see a lot of... Well, I see, like, people arguing in supermarkets. You know, it's kind of like everyone's rushing around to try and get the last, you know, fucking pepperoni pizza or whatever the fuck. Um, I've seen, like, a couple of homeless-looking people in supermarkets before. Um... I've seen someone slip, you know, by the chicken deli. Um, what else have I seen in supermarkets? It would kind of be like the perfect place if apocalypse was happening to just like live in that space. You got everything you fucking need. Um, I don't know. Supermarkets is quite a tough one. I can't really riff on this one too much because it's, I don't know. Even though I go to them quite a lot to always buy uh, groceries and stuff like that. Um, I don't really know. Let's go for another random riff. <laughs> random riffs is fucking random riffs. Bowling. Oh man, I've been bowling a couple of times. Um, the times I've been there, I think maybe two or three, they haven't had my size in shoes. And I wear size 12, so I had to go for the fucking 11. Uh, bowling shoes look terrible. Uh, they feel weird, but you can kind of like tap dance in them, which uh, is kind of cool if you're, you know, looking to pick up a new hobby. Um, I think it's fun as fuck bowling. Um, I've noticed though that people take it really serious. It's like, it's all like fun and games and giggling uh, before they take their shot. Then for some reason, as soon as they pick up that ball and they throw it, it's kind of like a seriousness, seriousness to them. In a kind of way, like they step back and like look at people, and then the fun and games and the giggling starts again. It's weird. Um, I love bowling. I haven't been in fucking years and years, um, and I know in America they have like bowling teams, which is uh, questionable. But you know, each to their own. But yeah, there used to be a really cool uh, bowling place uh, when I was younger called Mega Ball. 
And uh, everyone used to go there. It was cool as fuck. It was like a bowling place. They had um, like laser tag. They had like all like these uh, game machines and the fucking, like that hockey thing, like a dance machine and all that. That was really cool. And uh, that closed down, unfortunately. But there's one down um, Cardiff Bay, uh, Hollywood Bowl, which is really cool. I've been there a couple of times. Uh, yeah, I like bowling. Gotta be honest with you. Um, I don't know like all the details of like which balls are the best and all this type of shit. You know, I just try and go for strikes. You know what I mean? I'm pretty tasty at bowling, I gotta be honest. Um, even though I haven't been in years and if I went, I'd probably throw my back out. You know, what can you do? Um, let's go for the final random riff in this episode. The final random riff is... Virtual reality. Um, virtual reality, I think, is... Uh, it's going to be the world that a lot of us live in. Um, everyone's addicted to their phones. Um, but there's no... It doesn't really get talked about much. Uh, the actual addiction of phones. Like, people want to talk about drug addiction and alcohol and food addiction. But phone addiction is a very, very real thing. Like, some people, from the moment they wake up, you know, the first thing they do is they're on the phone. And then they're on the phone all fucking day. And they kind of... I think it makes your brain a bit cloudy. Like, I feel it even just after being on my phone for a couple of hours. Like, the uh, first hour of the day, I don't touch it. Uh, I get the fuck away from it. I don't want that stuff coming into my world. You know, I need time to come around. And I think virtual reality is just going to be a place where people live 24-7. Um, you know, you can argue with someone in VR. You know, maybe you could go and live your dreams in VR. You can kind of just... Uh, live the world you want. Um, and I think people are just going to become vegetables. Uh, to be honest with you, it's just, I don't know. It's a good thing and it's a bad thing. Like, it's great in terms of, like, we're going to experience that in our lifetimes and what it's going to bring us. But it's definitely going to be some side effects to virtual reality, man, which, you know, even fucking, what's virtual reality now? they got games that are virtual reality. You can you know, have a fucking bar fight in virtual reality. You can maybe play a sport in virtual reality. Maybe, um, what else could you do? Like, be in a movie. Um, there's even fucking virtual reality porn. You know, it's virtual reality is the future. Um, would I try virtual reality? I don't think I ever have, to be honest with you. I've put, like, there's, like, uh, goggles, like the VR goggles you can use for your phone to watch, like, the 360 videos. And that was goofy. It's like you go on like a roller coaster or, you know, go swim in the ocean or go through space or something like that. They've even got ones that are on psychedelic trips, uh, which are quite interesting. But, you know, the technology they have nowadays and where that's going to be in a couple of years, I don't think we're going to really know the difference between our real life um, and the virtual world. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that develops in years to come. Um, I'm excited but also a bit scared because you know I'm hoping the robots don't take over in the next couple of years and just decide to delete us you know what I'm saying but yeah so that's what I got to say about visual reality da -da -da -da. that was random riffs that was quite a weird addition of random riffs I gotta say um, some weird topics on there um, fuck this uh, coffee's killing me 
and yet I can't stop drinking it. You know, talking about addictions, I've definitely got a fucking coffee addiction. You know, it's my go-go juice. It's my fuel for the day, you know what I'm saying? I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, you all have had a good week. Having a good day, having a good weekend. Got some fun stuff coming up uh, for yourself. Maybe going to a barbecue, a social distance barbecue. Maybe you're going to go and do some drugs. Maybe you're going to paint a picture. Maybe you're going to record a podcast yourself. Uh, maybe write a song. Maybe I get into a new relationship. Maybe tell the neighbors to go fuck off. Um, maybe, what else can you do? Maybe play a prank on your friend. You know what I mean? Maybe do some stunts. Um, whatever makes you happy, you know? <clears throat> Again, you can uh, go follow me on social media. At Luke Kurtzman on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, DM me if you're interested in any merch. Uh, either t-shirts or stickers. Um, I have the first wave limited edition t-shirts right now. And uh, I'm going to have some brand new t-shirts uh, coming next month. So stay tuned for all that. And I'll post pictures uh, so you can see what they look like and all the details on that stuff. And there's also stickers available, which you can get right now in various different colors. And uh, you can DM me if you're interested in those too. Uh, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. You know, tell a friend to tell a friend about this show. You know, you can listen to this show on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole bunch of other platforms. So I uh, spread the word about this show. If you have any fan questions that you'd like to send in, just DM me those and I can read out those on the show. And uh, I'm really happy to uh, be doing these two episodes a week now, uh, challenging myself, putting out content for you guys, whether it be good or bad, just uh, keeping the ball rolling. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Hope you all enjoyed this episode and I hope you've enjoyed all the episodes so far. Um, well, maybe not all of them, but I hope you're enjoying yourself while you listen to this show. Um, episode 50 is coming next week, uh, which I'm really excited for. Uh, it's kind of a landmark episode in a way, episode 50. Uh, really excited to celebrate it uh, with you all. Got some fun stuff uh, planned for that one. And I hope you all join me to uh, celebrate episode 50 with me. Uh, it's going to be a fun episode, so... Stay tuned for that. Uh, I'll be back with you all soon. Stay safe, everyone. Wear your masks. Wear condoms. Take Viagra if you got to. Um, do what you got to do. Don't need out strippers at bachelor parties. Uh, maybe decide to learn how to salsa dance. You know what I mean? Uh, see what you find beautiful in nature. Maybe go and see a therapist if you've got problems, you know. And uh, just take care. Look after yourselves. I'll be back with you all soon. I love you all. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Luke Cartman. This is The Luke Cartman Show. Holla!